In a recent interview with the Huffington Post, singer and actor Selena Gomez shared that she hasn't been on the internet in four and a half years. My name is TJ, and I want what she has. Starting a podcast with, in a recent interview with the Huffington Post, is the most TJ way I can think of to start a podcast. I'm joined by Omo for the sixth episode of Out of Hand, <laughs> our weekly podcast covering League of Legends, Wild Rift. Don't you read the Huffington Post? No, I don't, but I was reading about the French elections recently. That's about as intellectual as it gets here. Where where were you reading about the French elections? Multiple sides, Al Jazeera and a couple of others. Ah. Now, if you would like to channel my energy, what you do is you say, I was reading an article in Al Jazeera. <laughs> no, I or, can't. It's too wanky for me, or, TJ. <laughs> better, you say, you know, I was reading some coverage of the French elections in no, Al Jazeera. No, 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 no. Do you know how I would go about it? Okay. I would say, hey, did you hear about uh, what's going on in France right now? <laughs> <laughs> you see how we have very different approaches to this? I was reading some coverage about the state of Wild Rift, and I thought maybe we should contribute some of our own, Omo. Nah, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was doing some coverage of some esports this weekend. Do you want to maybe start there, and then we can make our way kind of through that to the meta? Because I think that's... Uh, sure. I feel like that's kind e-sports. of the vibe of this week, if that makes sense. Yeah, we can do a little bit of esports, and I noticed a patch coming. Um, I believe it's gonna be yeah. patched like today, actually. But I don't think the patch notes are out, so we can't be discussing that. They put out a tweet. Oh, did they actually? That announced that there were gonna be patch notes, but no details, right? <laughs> but zero information as to the patch. <laughs> but do you think, like, if we talk about it, and then by the time we publish this episode, it will be announced anyway? Uh. Tell right? you what, let's keep yeah. this episode under 45 minutes, yeah, that and I'll post good. it same day. I'll be happy with that. for the one time ever, we'll be, like, topical. <laughs> First and last time. Let's talk about esports, let's be topical. Uh, this weekend was the third and final North American major. It is also, I believe, the final week of SEA regionals. Yes, you're right. So, the way it works right now I'm going to is... cut all of that out and just cut right to, <laughs> yes, you're right. The audience has just caught up with us and they have no clue what happened in the intervening period. Hey, they're lost, they're lost. So, the way it <laughs> works right now is we are one match away from the upper bracket finals, then we have the lower bracket finals, and then we have the grand finals, I believe, for every league in SEA. So we're about there. We're about the home stretch. And I have a little bit of a funny story to tell about this later on as well, but we'll get there. Well, we don't need to start in North America. All right. So I don't know. Well, I trust your call, right? You're going to cut what I shouldn't be saying. So I'm just going to say everything, and I'll trust your discretion on this. <laughs> so I've basically always what been happened the more was... responsible of the two of us, but that's a bad thing. <laughs> it is. It's not great, but uh, I mean, I'm happy with that. I feel like you're responsible enough. So basically mm. what's going on here is, um, so I don't know if you know, right, but the way WCS has been functioning is for every league except, I believe, Thailand and Vietnam. Yeah, every league except Thailand and Vietnam, we've been casting remotely. With three days of cast left, a lower bracket final, up, you know, sorry, a lower bracket semi-final, upper bracket final, lower bracket final, and a grand final. So that's four matches, three best of fives and one best of sevens. Uh, myself and Grandin are being flown out to Kuala Lumpur. That's in Malaysia. We live in Singapore. 
<laughs> we're flying out for the weekend to cast the grand finals, which is one best of five. That's it. Like, wait, only one best of five. One best of seven. Oh, because we're flying out on Saturday, so we're gonna well, miss the matchup on Friday. And then we asked when... if we could cast the matchup on Saturday, and they said no because we've already assigned the matchup on Saturday. <laughs> by, um, Contra and Husky, I believe. And uh, yeah, so basically, we're flying out on Saturday. Myself and Grandon, we're going to have a very nice dinner with Grandon's girlfriend and uh, some friends on Saturday night. We're going to chill, have a great sleep. We're going to go cast on Sunday and we're going to fly home on Monday. Yeah, Leonard, that's, that's fun. Yeah. When you said you were flying out there for one best of five, I thought to no, myself, that's are. ridiculous. Why would you fly somewhere for a single best of five? <laughs> then you clarified it was a best of seven. And let it's me better. tell you, makes perfect sense. I'm excited for your trip. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited that's, too. That's incredible. We're yeah. still waiting for the for the details, but we did get confirmation as to where the land finals are going to be. Would you like Could that confirmation? Actually... I can I can break the news that was announced on the Wild Rift website. We, we're talking about sea finals, right? No, the North American final. Oh yeah, you should do it. I I, I know it's in a mall, but that's all. <laughs> well, it's not just in any mall. It's in the Mall of America, which is the biggest mall in America. It's like the size of a small town. It's like huge. And the company that owns Mall of America is the parent company of the production company that's running the tournament. They, they bought Wisdom Media, who are kind of the broadcasters, like a CNN or an ESPN, but for esports. Uh, and they bought Wisdom Media some time ago so that they could run tournaments and stuff out of the mall and one of the things is they were converting a whole bunch of retail space into a shiny esports production studio and guess what leonard what we are the very first tournament to be broadcast out <laughs> of the wisdom media studio the brand new wisdom media studio in the mall of america so, am I looking at the right Mall of America? Is this the one in Minnesota? Yes. Why the fuck is there a theme park in your mall? <laughs> There's also an aquarium. <laughs> See, to, to someone who li lives in a reasonably sized country, a country that's not the size of a continent, that's just insane to me. I need you to understand that it is one of the most American things we have here oh, in yeah, America. No no doubt about that. Like, I'm looking at pictures of it right now online, and it's just insanely huge. It looks like five different themed malls combined into one. Or, like, yeah. at least three. I, I think it's bigger than five malls. I think it's bigger than that. But isn't it also a little bit, like, depressing? Like, you go into a mall, and it's, like, half empty? Well, I've never been to the Mall of America, so I will tell you whether or not it's depressing. You know, we we'll discover that together. No, you will discover that and you will inform me about it. Sure, but it'll be a process of discovery wherein you're included, remotely. <laughs> Good enough, we'll take that. Uh, and the most exciting part, the part that I actually couldn't believe, is that we just have open doors, dude. What does that mean? So, so anyone can walk in? Anyone can walk in. Isn't so that we're going to be in this mall, free entry. It, we're in this mall, and I don't know what the state of retail in Minnesota is. I think they're fairly sensible <laughs> about COVID. So, okay. But it's like a huge tourist destination because it's this massive mall. 
So right. I assume that we're just going to have people who have no clue what League of Legends Wild Rift is. Because this is why yeah. they built it, right? This is why Wisdom Media got bought by Mall of America. Is so that people walking through the mall would just, like, wander in on an esports tournament and be like, oh, this is entertaining. So I... I assume that's just going to happen. In addition to all the wonderful people who are going to come out for the season one finals of the WNS. Sorry, I'm doing more math right now. So I, I was looking for a fun fact, right? So I went to Google, what's the size of Minnesota? Because I thought I would have a fun little fact, like Minnesota is actually twice the size of Singapore. But did you know what I found out? Minnesota oh, is 300 times the size of Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your state... Yeah. It's not twice now, the size of my country. Now, it's three hundred times really quickly, do California. California. Because people think of California as like a oh smaller state. <laughs> okay. Um, California is 600 times the size of Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just over there on the edge, you know? People, I don't know. They think of it as small. No, but that's the thing. Like, the skills are just insane to me as someone who's lived in a small country all my life, right? Yeah. Like, I'm traveling to Vietnam uh, in a couple months. And basically what's going on there is there's two two big states, really, right, that you got to know about. The capital, which is Ho Chi Minh, and uh, one of the other, like, countryside towns, which is also a pretty big one, called Hanoi. So I'm going to Hanoi, and I'm going to fly out to Ho Chi Minh and meet some friends. And I was telling my friends tonight that, like, did you know that if I fly from Hanoi, to Ho Chi Minh, it takes me two hours, and that's like the time for me to fly from like Singapore to Thailand. And they were like, "Yeah, you know, that's just part of living in Singapore. Your country's tiny as shit. This is normal." I don't think I think if I got in a plane and flew for two hours, I could get to LA. A commercial flight to yeah, LA is about state, two hours. Right? <laughs> Wait, what state are you in? Chicago? Is I'm that in a California. state? Chicago is a city. Good lord! Okay. <laughs> what state is Chicago? I'm not American. Like, I have no obligation to know this. What state is Chicago in? <laughs> Illinois. Yes. Am I pronouncing Illinois. that right? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm confused. But yeah, whatever. Like, your, your, your country is way too big. It's huge. <laughs> if I took off in an airplane from San Francisco, I would be able to fly to Los Angeles within two hours. I'm looking at a map of your country, and I'm trying to find San Francisco, and I cannot find it. Uh, it's in California. That's oh, on okay. the West Coast. Right. So basically, you can't leave your state. Not e can't even get across a, a, an eighth of my state. <laughs> That's insane. I feel like if I'm in Singapore and I want to fly for two hours in any direction, I could end up like five different countries. <laughs> well... Of course, th that's the case in Europe as well. And oh, yeah, the, other thing, the th other thing you have to realize about America is that we don't have any good public transit. Wait, that's not entirely true too because I was looking at the European map because I was like, if I were to go to Madrid in the middle of the year, I would want to go to Barcelona to watch a Grand Prix. But then that's like a two-hour flight as well. Two-plus-hour two flight. And that's within the same country. So I guess it depends yeah, on like, get, which part of Europe. You can get on right? a train that's all cheap. You can get on a train true, yeah. and just go anywhere Do you, you guys want. not have that? No. We have no public transit whatsoever. Yeah, sucks to be you, dude. So if you want to get anywhere in this cursed country, you either have to drive for a week oh my God. or get on an airplane. Wait, and New York is like the other side of the map, the country? Yeah, New York is an entire day of Wait, that's air insane. travel. insane. To fly from California to New York, you need a day? Slightly less, but yeah. Oh my God, it's a five-hour flight nonstop? Oh my god, that's terrible. I can't imagine that. For five hours, I can fly to somewhere in China. 
I mean, China is even bigger, isn't it? In uh, terms, China is yeah, huge, dude. But like, I'm in Singapore, so like to fly to China five hours, that's like we take those. You know, it's a completely different country. Yeah, but where in China could you get in five hours? Because I feel like you would you wouldn't even get past the south. Probably, yeah. I would probably end up in one of the southern southern uh, provinces. But still, you know, like that's that's still China. Like I could end up in Guangzhou or like Shenzhen. Yeah, Guangzhou. in like five six hours. Yeah. Guangzhou's nice. I went there. Yeah, I, my dad used to work there, so I used to fly there a lot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the North American major means that. Oh my god! Yeah, what were teams... we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the North American major means that all but two teams have been locked in, and there were some pretty big upsets. Uh, Cloud Nine, in typical Cloud Nine fashion, looked really good and then bombed out in the lower bracket of a major. Uh, yet again. That sounds like what's happening in LCS as well. <laughs> but Cloud9 did qualify, which means the teams that we have locked in are Immortals, Sentinels, Tribe Gaming, Cloud9, Senzuku, and Saint. So um, how does the formatting work for this, actually? If you guys are all flying to Minnesota? The way that this is going to work is we have one more last chance qualifier to qualify two more teams, and that will give us eight teams, and they will play... Uh, on stage for the absurd cash prizes uh, in Minnesota. And we have some, like, really expected favorite teams that just aren't in yet, uh, those being Enemy and Yawn, both of whom were top three teams last season. So is it I fair to assume that they'll just make it, these two teams? No, because they've been under such competition in the bracket. Um, I think still in the bracket, you you have to look out for reflection, and they might have disbanded, but 16-bit Genesis. It, like, North America is incredibly stacked. Tribe Gaming were hard-pressed this major, and it was major three, and they did win it, and they did look better than Tribe Gaming have looked all season, but they had to work to win the major. Wait, but, 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 but. To win Major 3, they didn't compete against any of the other big-name teams, right? They were playing against a team that I did not recognize when I tuned it. Yeah, we had multiple different wild miracle runs. Uh, Senzuku and Saint were both teams that were supposed to lose to Enemy and Yawn and yeah. Cloud9 and just, like, not be factors. And they both made these stupid miracle runs where they looked really <laughs> good all of a sudden. And they clearly aren't whole teams that have like multiple approaches to the game that they can wheel out. But they each have one or two things they do really well. And they all got the right combination no. of games where they could just play to their strengths. But Thomas, you say all of these through. things, but the one time I tuned into NA and watched it live, I saw an Evelyn top lane. Okay, that was a that was a bad <laughs> game. That was no. Did but you like... hear the depression in my voice when they locked in Evelyn top lane? No, because I was just laughing the whole time. Well, I said I don't think this is gonna work, and Rafa, who is casting with me, said, "No, TJ, this is gonna be great. Evelyn top lane, she's gonna scale the late game." Yeah, Rafa was coping hard. He was like, "What? Evelyn is gonna get more gold, and he's gonna be useful." And I said, no, Mark, that's not how it works. The Evelyn's just going to get blasted in the top lane and then not be a champion. Um, and then that was kind of what happened. Uh, so, yeah, that that is the side effect of North America. We have all these teams that 
only have one or two looks in the bottom half and those one or two looks are weirdly good those one or two yeah. looks if if saint if senzuku are playing their game if cloud nine are playing their game they can absolutely challenge immortals or sentinels the top two teams in north america yeah. however if they aren't playing their game, if they get banned properly against, then, yeah, we get Evelyn top. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is I'm excited to see how that pans out against Asian teams at Icons, because I feel like that Evelyn did not die enough times that game. Yes. And if I did have a criticism of North America, it would be that they don't lane bully enough. And this is true of all the Western regions. This is also why Europe gets away with running, like, um, um, Seraphim comps all the time. We talked about this previously. Um, in North America, one of the big problems that we have is that people get away with running Lulu comps sometimes. And if you see a Lulu or a Seraphim, you should simply run at that lane until that character doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and we don't see enough of that. So, yes, that is true. So I want to touch on that a little bit, right? A lot of people think that, like, lane bullying and, like, destroying a weak lane or like destroying a greedy lane comes from the laner itself right but honestly at the end of the day no. it's a team effort right especially when you're playing pro play i think it's not as extreme in wild rift as i've seen and how it can be in league of legends pc where you can stack like five waves and dives it dive in together right but the idea and the way it works i think it's much more simplistic in wild rift where you can stack like two waves and you can dive you can stack two waves do a scuttle crap and then dive things like that and i don't feel like i see most teams do it enough or you can just simply gank the lane right but like that's and if too, like yeah and if you watch Chinese teams and some of the top Korean teams, uh, and some of the enemies teams as well, this is like a basic building block of how you play the game. Oh yeah, 100%. Is, hey, we're going to build up a large minion wave so that they can't clear wave in order to save themselves under turret. We're going to build up a large minion wave, we're going to escort it under the turret, and then three to five players are going to magically show up in lane without them noticing they're gone, and yeah. just murder this duo like so is and this the episode where we introduce the concept is this the episode where we bring up stacking and diving and start talking about that sure put, put up pull out your coach hat mr leonard <laughs> well i mean you've basically explained it already right the tldr is you stack the wave and then players would ask how do you stack a wave thomas and then the answer is very simply if you have a strong lane or if you have a bully lane think about an example like Oh, I don't know if I should say this matchup, but okay, basically I, I've been seeing this matchup pop up in scrims and some niche matches, and I think it's going to be the next big thing, right? Caitlyn Morgana, which was disgusting in League PC, and I feel like that's going to see something, like, see an emergence in Wild Rift as well, because I feel like Caitlyn is the only marksman that I've ever seen do damage. So hypothetically, if you pull, like, a Caitlyn Morgana lane, and you're playing against, like, a Zix, what's greedy, Zix Rakan, Zix whatever, okay? And basically what you do is you zone them away from the wave, you bully them off the wave, they can't touch the wave, they don't have what you call wave excess. That's how you stack the wave, that's step one. Because you have full control of the wave, you can do whatever the hell you want to do it. I want to highlight something fundamental here, because it is something that I think a lot of people playing in my solo queue games just don't understand. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, when you do damage to somebody, you force them to either step into you and trade yeah. damage, and if they can step away. into you and trade damage, then and, and they kill you faster, that mm -hmm. is a viable option. But if you do more damage than the other player, and you step up to somebody and start doing damage, the only thing they can do is back away. So by doing points of damage, you can uh, force people into positions you want. Yeah. 
So that's the concept as well of trading health, right? Trading health for waves, trading health for whatever, trading health for wave state, trading health for control. That That's basically what you were talking about, right? Yeah, so that's a very good point yeah. as well. I mean, basically, that's the stacking part done, right? And then once the stacking part is done, the diving part is much, much less to think about. Basically, you just go with that big-ass wave, you walk into the turret, and then you CC the dude. And once you CC the dude, you one-shot him. Simple. And then he misses the huge wave. That's another benefit, right? So two things. You have the huge wave hitting them, and you have the huge wave tanking the turret. And then secondly, you have the huge wave that they're going to miss in terms of gold, which usually yep. doesn't matter in Wild Rift, right? Because I've noticed that, like, if I solo kill this dude and there's a cannon in the wave, he's always going to make it back and catch a wave in time. But when you stack a wave, then he's probably going to miss something there. Yeah, because all of those uh, uh, cannon minions and melee minions die while they are dead to the turret, meaning that they lose all of the gold and XP that the turret, that those minions would have given. Yeah. So. so you get two things, right? You make them miss the wave, and you kill them. So it's win, 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 win. Yeah. Um, and, and just briefly, while we're in full educational mode, what would you say the best ways are to get your players in position for the five-man gang? Right, because this is, oh. I think, a lot of the stumbling block that Western teams hit. Yeah. Is they don't know how to get two, three players loose on the map that the enemy isn't tracking so that yes. they can get an actually advantaged gank where they have three players, the enemy is two, or so forth. Oh, you mean how to how to get your laners to come help you dive, right? Not to defend you, right? You're not talking about the side of the losers, right? But on the side of the winners. Yeah. Okay, okay, that, one, that one's really simple. So that one basically there's two ways, right? Basically, if you have lane prior and bot lane and you have full control in mid lane, because the way you think about it is your jungler can be anywhere at once, right? So your jungler can be anywhere he wants to be. The player that has had an issue being somewhere is your mid laner, right? And mm -hmm. in Wild Rift, the, it's much easier than League PC because generally most mid laners can one-shot the wave. And then the only thing you really need to think about is how can I safely walk from mid to bot and not get like not run into a jungler, basically. And it's very simple because if you have bot control, you either have your support escort him or you just have your jungler escort him. And it's very, very simple. I think like you don't have to worry so much about like wave equilibrium, blah, blah, blah. You just basically one-shot the wave and you have your jungler come escort you or your support escort you. Or if you have problems one-shotting your wave, you're in one of those matchups, have your jungler come one-shot your wave with you. They do that at, at two minutes of scuttlecrap anyway. They might as well come do it again. I was about to say, hopefully not in pro play, but I was watching some Chinese VODs where that was absolutely happening at the highest level of currently yeah. available pro play. <laughs> I think it's fine. I, I I think if you do that for a purpose, it's fine. Don't just like shove it for no reason. No. Have you seen the new um Chinese strategy where they escort the mid or top laner they want to turbo farm to catch both uh level one waves in mid and top side? I have actually. I've seen it a couple of times. I I've seen a team in Singapore and Malaysia lose a game because of that. Because they executed it well, or because they They really... executed it poorly. They executed it poorly. <laughs> so basically, like, it was a Fiora Renekton matchup, and they were, I think they were trying to funnel both the mid and top wave into the Fiora, right? So what happened was the Fiora went mid to catch the wave, they shed EXP, and then the Fiora went back top. And if you know the Fiora Renekton matchup, you know Fiora wins that matchup level 1, right? People always say Renekton is a lane bully, but he's extremely weak at level 1, and Fiora wins that matchup at level 1. But because he wasn't there in time, and the Ari didn't come as got him, the Ari was like, I don't know, like, just chilling in mid lane or something. The Fiora went back top, he ran into a level 2 Renekton with 15% Fury, and you know what happens? He empowers W, Q, ignited him, and he was 1 HP, he had to go home, he just lost like 2 more waves, and the Renekton 1v9 the game. Okay, 
Well, it's really cool when it's executed well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also really funny when it goes wrong. Um, all right, that's great. I, you know, I had some other notes about, like, midlaners. Um, Aurelia isn't being played in the West right now, despite being really powerful in the jungle and lane in most Asian regions. Um, so I, uh, we could talk about that, but frankly, we're yeah. kind of we're kind of moving along here. I didn't expect we'll this to get really so sidetracked. I'm just gonna say that champion is just broken. Sure. TLDR, the broken champ. Aurelia, SSS plus broken. This one champion got me to challengers. Yeah, catch my YouTube video coming out soon. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then come back with the power rankings. Every week, we like to restore a little bit of order to the world. I've brought our power rankings this week, uh, and I wanted it to be something that we were going to really vehemently disagree on. Yes, Let's sir. order the best support characters. Yeah. And just for context here, um, I am a pretty much lifelong support player. I play support in almost every game. Um, you, I believe, played support at relatively high level on League of Legends PC, right? Yeah, I would say I'm probably, like, one of the best support players in my country, and, like, I'm pretty cracked. Like, yeah. And I, I also play support in uh, Wild Rift, Baron Lane in support. All right. So, huh. our credibility. I, I'm not a particularly high or low no, listen, support in listen, League of Legends. Listen, whoever's listening to this, just know I'm a better support than you can ever hope to be. Just trust me on that. I'm not a particularly high ELO support in League of Legends, but, you know, I hit diamonds. We're killing it. Yeah, we're killing it. Um, so let's kind of talk it through. What are yeah. the best support characters? Can you give me your list? Number one is Trash. Say less. He's the best in the game. He does everything. League of Legends, Wild Rift, he does it all. So this is a... I'll say this. This is a PC gamer take. And I don't think it's true. <laughs> no, because people are just so terrible at using Trash and Wild Rift. But in reality, if you look at well, Trash I and Wild Rift, he does true. I like playing Thresh. He's fun to play. Thomas, but... he can he can hook Flash in Wild Rift. Keep that in mind. He Galio... can't do that in PC. Galio can taunt Flash. Uh, yeah, I mean, he can E-Flash too, right? But, you know. He eh. can Righteous Glory run. And that's a huge AoE. The leaf blower is back. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that Galio, you would put him above uh, Trash? No, but I am telling you that Thresh is very low on my list. Interesting. Okay, so what would you put at number one on your list? Then? Sorry, what? What? Are you, oh, are we doing it this way? Do you want to trade picks? Genu generally, I would say no, but now I'm curious, so I'm. All right, let's let's see, let's let's try this way. Normally, we read the two lists. And yeah, we right. Compare, but let's I think this, this is more fun. What's number one on your list? Braum. Oh, why did I have a feeling it was gonna be Braum? Because you know how I feel about him. Uh, yeah, He's but the ultimate CC machine. I think Braum. Is Turbo broken in solo queue? Five players yeah. in a team fight with his passive. He, well, in theory, in theory, 
Sure. I wouldn't say instantly as well. He's just such a one-dimensional champ. Like, everything he does, it's just like he does this one thing. I, I feel like the the inability to be aggressive and to be proactive hurts You're my ranking of that champion. Playing, bro. People, people think that's how bro How do you start a team fighters, bro? PC. No, you can but, you can you can start skirmishes as Brom. You can do level ones. You can do gang setup, right? But how do you ever start a team fighter as Brom? Okay, PC. That's true. Brom's pretty slow. You're gonna you tell to me you do off flash or some crazy shit people? like that, right? No, PC. It's pretty true. You have to kind of lumber up to people. I'm telling yeah. you, in League of Legends Wild Rift, you can simply walk up to people and start hitting them. Also, your ultimate covers the entire screen. Okay, I agree about that, right? Your out is, like, crazy broken in this game. I've played Braum a couple of times, and I love how, like, everything you could do in PC level 1, you can do in Wild Rift, but, like, multiplied by 10, which is nuts, right? Because Braum's level 1 is totally the entire in game. PC. There's no point in which... There's no point well, in which Braum stops being able to just walk up to people and ult. There's I love the fact that Braum can do that for longer in Wild Rift because of the, the prevalence of Gargoyle's stone play, right? So you buy that at like 2-3 minutes in game and then you're just like walking into people's faces like constantly, which you can never do in PC. I think that's great. But I wouldn't say like you can do that all a game. I would say somewhere about like 10-15 minutes you, you lose that ability. And the fact that Braum can also negate half of the most powerful champions with his shield sure yeah that's true but i find his shield his hardest and most unintuitive ability to use okay but simply get better if that was your <laughs> argument for thrash you see normally i'm the one saying that <laughs> that's a valid argument for Braum. no his, his shield right, blocks enough. so much in wild drift it blocks yeah. the luxal in wild drift oh i actually didn't know that yeah <laughs> also, I found out recently the Lux shield is crazy broken in Wild Rift, and it's like on a five-second cooldown or something. Careful, we don't want to promote more Lux players. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Lux is shit. Don't play Lux. <laughs> Lux is a garbage champion. Yeah, 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 that's a good point right there. <laughs> when I think about garbage, my mind's eye doesn't go to a can of garbage. It goes to Lux, that champion portrait. It goes to audio file of Demacia. <laughs> When me and my friends are hanging out, we don't say, oh, I need to go throw this in the garbage. We say, oh, I need to go throw this in the Lux. <laughs> I feel bad that your friends are also League of Legends players, but yeah. It's actually true. Nobody I'm actually friends with plays League of Legends. <laughs> oh, that's great. Congrats to you, TJ. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm very proud of myself. Me too, anyway, actually. Yeah, but yeah. Broom, Thresh uh, are our top two. Do you want to just go through what's your number two? My number two was... Yeah, it was actually Braum as well. Part of the reason yeah! I put it so high is because I knew that you would have this whole debate with me. But I also genuinely think that he's just crazy strong, right? Like, he's, he's really simplistic. He's not my kind of champion. Well, he is my kind of champion in a way, right? So when I consider support champs that I like to play, I look at two main factors. Um, initiative, like how much potential I have to carry the game by being proactive, blah, blah, blah. And how much raw strength I have. When I play Brom, I don't feel like I have much initiative. Literally, well, Protobelt ult into people. Yeah, that wait. starts a team fight every time. So hear me <laughs> out here, right? So I don't feel like Brom is much initiative. Like if I want to like go gank mid at level two, I can't really do that True. as Brom. But well, the raw power that I have as Brom, oh, well, that's just something else, right? I think Brom is the single best back foot support in the game. Sure. If probably. you want a support to stand in front no. of your team while wait. the other team dives them. 
it is yeah. Braum, and then Galio. nothing else comes close. It's Galio. like Galio is next, and he's a Alistair. mile down the list, right? No, no, no. Braum, Galio, Alistair, and everyone else is a mile down the list. Yeah. 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 Um, let's play a game here, because I did give you a hint. I told you that Thresh was on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, was on my list. Where do you think Thresh is? How many four more places five. down my list? You said four or five, because you said he's low. Yeah, four or five. Um, my number two is Set. I've actually not seen enough Set supports play it well to agree with that. I saw Dienzio play it, and I thought it was pretty decent. But at the same time, he was playing against Shitters, so I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see it played by good players against good players. Uh, Max Green would have been. Oh, yeah, the one sorry. Max Green. Yeah, that's the one. The, the tri the hey, Was it Tribal Sentinels? Yeah, Max yeah. Green. Max that's Green one. is one of the best support players in the world, and everyone should be watching how he plays supports. But yes, um, Set is really good, and, and Max Green pulled him out the other day. The thing that Set does really well is uh, uh, be able to put out enough threat as a tank while also being just an HP machine. Yeah. So you have this dual purpose during the laning phase where you can roam, you can initiate anywhere, you want characters that can start fights, may I introduce you to set. But also, if anyone gets close to you, you have that big AoE CC with the face breaker that takes yes. a little bit more thinking to get good with, but once you It honestly out, doesn't, I think people are just terrible. <laughs> It's a simple-ass spell to use. <laughs> it, t it takes a little bit of habit-forming to get sure, good at sure. spotting. Because the way it works, in order to get a stun, you need to have something, a minion or a champion, on both sides of yes. the facebreaker. Yes. So it takes oh, a little bit of habit-forming to position yourself in ways where you can get that stun. Wait, then what's his W card? I don't know, League of Legends things. His, okay, his shield matter. spend is yes, the... That's the one. His shield spend is called Haymaker. Ah, uh, okay. I got the names mixed up, but sure, that's fair. So Facebreaker takes a little bit of habit forming. But once you form those habits, it's an AoE CC spell that is, like, larger than any AoE stun in the game, except for Galia. And that yeah. means that any time, like, a Fizz dives you, any time an Assassin tries to get into that backline, you can do the Galio thing. Without having to play current year Galio, who doesn't have <laughs> enough HP. Yeah. Because set, you could build full HP, and he regenerates constantly. You're really good in lane. And also, you just do damage. Just as a default, you can build full tank and still do damage. I mean, in theory, I completely agree with you, right? Like, for example, in League of Legends PC, when set was introduced, he would always play level 1. And if you don't have Clancy's ADC at level 1, set would always blow your flash because he would just flash EU at level 1. And a support that can do this is just so meta-whopping, right? But the thing is, I feel like I haven't seen enough good sets in Wild Rift to form an educated opinion, which is why I'm a bit hesitant about putting him so high on the list. Like, the only good set I've seen is Max Green. And he's an NA player and play against NA players. So I've had some, some good there's some good set supports in Korea and China. I actually haven't seen it, so I will need to do my research and get back to you. Hey. Give me your number give me your number three. That would be Rakan, my personal favorite chap in support. I I don't dislike Rakan. He's yeah. certainly powerful. Yes. I just 
want to be a big tank and i feel like being a big tank mm. is so important for the current way that team fights especially are played that you lose something for having a rakan yeah. but then every now and then i see a really good rakan and i'm like oh damn that's me so that's the thing right because if you're looking for a tank rakan is never going to fulfill that role anyone who tries to play rakan is a tank it's playing the champion wrong, right? So basically, in a team fight, you're looking to get like two, three rotations of getting in and out, in and out, in and out. You can never actually stand in, stand in brawl. A champion like a uh, brawl, champion like Galio, well, maybe not even Galio, right? But a champion like Brom, you can definitely stand in back. You can't do that on Rakan, and in that sense, I think a lot of people misunderstand the champion. But the fact that he can be so slippery, so mobile, while also being able to get a big team fight engaged, while also having so much initiative on the map, I think gives him a lot of power. It does make him weak with any sort of AD carry composition. Not entirely, right? Because he's also technically an enchanter. Because it's very easy for him to force Arden procs, etc. Yeah, but if 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 you need to protect an AD carry, Rakan mm. is not the champion to do it. Actually, I disagree. I think you can. If you're really good at using Rakan, it's very easy for you to get in and out on a team fight and like charm the divers while also diving and charming their backline, charming the people diving your AD. You can do a pretty good job of everything. Like, you're not the best at it, right? And I think that's also something that's downs a downside of a Rakan. You're not, like, a master of anything, but you're definitely a jack-of-all-trades. That's absolute nonsense. I don't know why you would put Rakan so high on your list. My number three is a uh, Garen. <laughs> okay. You see, but when I look at supports, right, I think we have very different criteria here yet again. You're looking at raw power. I'm I'm looking for initiative. And, and ability to take the game into my own hands. I keep forgetting what that word is. Agency. Agency, thank you very much. I'm looking for agency and initiative. Mean. I know what you mean, because it's now four weeks in a row you've forgotten that word. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, because every time I'm casting, I always say agency. But when I'm on a podcast, for some reason, I forget what the fuck agency is. <laughs> it's just a no agency zone. We do not support the CIA. <laughs> okay. But hear me out. Garen does have map agency. Well, if you, there is no character in the game that inspires as much fear as a decently farmed Garen or a decently HP'd Garen standing in your front line spinning. You have no choice but to auto-attack him. Mm-hmm. And the entire team fight is then defined by the other team trying to burn through Garen, while your team can do, you know, the, the equivalent amount of damage, which is two, three characters worth of damage, onto their characters and actually get kills. Yeah. Well, I agree, and it's hard to agree against a champion that the literal MVP of the Horizon Cup Finals was playing. <laughs> True. But... When I think about initiative, when I think about agency, I think, like, what can I do in a game? Like, let's say my lane, I can't brute force my lane, I can't gank my lane. What can I do? I can go roam. Well, Garen can never roam. You're strong yeah, in can. objectives, you're strong yeah, in team fights. Garen's what are you going to do? Run at the guy real quick? Game. He's got a built in speed boost. He can be anywhere on the map. Dead He's literally going to run at the guy real quick. Like, that's. <laughs> yes! Because if Garen if, if flies Garen at the guy real quick. You, then he silences you, and then you take half your HP and Is damage because your lane partner you, auto attacks. You're not playing the game right, because the Garen so will not reach you. He's got dead man's. He's got a built-in speed boost. Well, I mean, I'm assuming like in laning phase, so like one to five. 
Sure. But if you're in mid lane and Garen comes out of the bush, your choices are to blow your mobility to escape or to stand there and die. So hear me out here. Like, these two champions, I, I get why you like them. And they're very similar in that sense. They give you a lot of power at teamfights. Yeah. These and are I TJ agree. They're, they're amazing at that. They are definitely better than Trash and Rakan at doing these things. But I would rather have what Trash and Rakan provide to you in a team. Well, the other thing that all these characters do is in a in a game where there is less vision control yeah. than PC, they give they just you sit really in the bush, good vision right? control. Because Garen can always face check anything. Sure. Sure, that's fair. Same for Braum, same for Sam. Which is also one of the downsides of a champion like Rakan, right? Because you're not the one face checking. You need to have a teammate yep. who's a tank. And then if you have a teammate who's a tank face checks and he gets jumped, oh, what are you about to pop off? You're just about to like charm five people. But if you don't have a teammate who's a tank and you have to face check yourself, then you're useless. Okay, wait, I want to run down the list. So we have four champs right now. I have two more champs that I haven't said that's in my top five. What a, sure. what a, Do you want to just go your... top to bottom now? We'll give up the trading game. Yeah, we'll just finish it up. Okay. My you whole list, top to bottom. Yeah. Number one, Braum. Number two, Set. Number three, Garen. Number four, Nami. Number Nami. five, Thrash. Well, I can see why you would pick Nami, but I it's just not what I am looking for in a support, you know? I wanted to have an enchanter on the list, and sure. I was like, what enchanter is the best? And I thought about Karma, but I honestly Lulu. don't believe she's that good. Lulu. Um, and so I went with Nami. I think something that's extremely important in Wild Rift is just raw power, and Lulu gives you a lot of that. But besides the point, like, I'm not picking an enchanter. So for me, my list goes Trash, Brom, Rakan, Leona, and Galio. And I think you see the trend here. Yeah. You want to you wanna start show. Yeah. <laughs> in life and in game. Got <laughs> a hand. I, yeah. you're, you're undervaluing HP, though. Because you, like, True. the thing I favor more than anything else here, even and I can my definitely enchanter tell, pick, right? is yeah. raw HP scaling. I, I think yeah. that, that ability to take hits is what defines the teamfight matter. Right yes. Now. I think your champs definitely have infinitely more power than my champs. But my champs give you more agency, and it comes down to what do you prefer, right? Oh, yeah. And I think it, it will need to find a middle ground. But it doesn't come down to what we prefer. It comes down to what we find the middle ground okay. in, when we build so a combined I, list. I'm willing to give up Leona and Galio on my list, because I think they're strong, but I don't think they're, like, top five okay. strong. Like, I can see other champs being over them, but okay, I'm not willing to put Would you let me put, put Set and Garen in yes. there over Leona? Sure. Okay. We can do that. But you and have to put Trash agree, in top two. We agree on Thresh Brawn. Yes, but I think Trash is first. Uh, no! I highly value non-committal engage. Something else that you will notice about my list, especially about Trash, Rakan, and Leona, non-committal engage, which I think is so broken. Can I talk to you about disengage? Because if Brawn doesn't want to fight you, he can just cancel. He can Lenten cancel does a, the same thing. A, Team so fight like a Zoom meeting, you know? And that's the thing. You can't stop someone from taking Lantern in Wild Rift. There's literally a button to click on the Lantern. Trump. In League of Legends, you just like drop 30, you shit 30 watts on the Lantern and they can't click on the Lantern. You can't do that in Wild Rift. Be a lot cooler if you could, though. <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but sure. In theory. 
I mean, you could just, the button should go away if there's a war button, <laughs> you know? That's actually an interesting concept. Yeah. Let me just tag Draggles real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I... I really want Braum on the top of this list because I think he's undervalued well, I right really now. want Trash on the top of this list. But I am willing to concede that a good Thrash player... Yeah. The problem is a lot of the people who are telling me, even professionals who are telling me Thrash is the best character in the game, yeah. I've seen their Thrash and it sucks. I'm telling you, man. But But I've seen their Thrashes and they suck. Just wait for icons, Thomas. All right. Provisional until icons. Thresh. <laughs> we can revisit this list after icons. Thresh in number one. Braum in number two. Let's go. We can do that. Braum was my number two on my list as well because I just value the raw power. I think in terms of champs that give you power in the support position, Braum is definitely the top of that list. And then what's left? Um, Rakan. Rakan. Garen. Oh, sorry. Set. Rakan, Garen, and Set. Yeah. I think Set has to be... Set is one of the most powerful picks. Like, Set is permabanned. I feel like Set has to be under Braum here. I actually don't even see Set in SEA, though. Set's a part that is. Yeah, but you watch Singapore and Malaysia. No, I watch a bit of SEA as well. Like, not like every <laughs> game, but like almost half the games, I would say. Okay, well, then they're just wrong. Set, <laughs> set should be permabanned. Thomas, you cast NA. Yeah, exactly. You can you know how much work I'm putting in as a result. I'm watching every other region, you know? Alright, fair enough, I'll give you that. Just for that argument, I'll let you put set in there. <laughs> it's a fair point. Anyway, will you let me put set at three? Yes. But Garen okay. will be five. I'm double con I'm like doubling back on the fact that Garen's in the list and I'm thinking maybe we put in like a Lulu instead. No, Lulu's the worst support you can pick, and I hate anyone who picks Lulu. Lulu is useless, but she allows your teammates to be really. <laughs> no, useful. that should be the end of the sentence. Lulu is useless. Period. She yes, does deserve to be on vein, this list. If you have Anytime a good vein, there is a Lulu lane. That lane loses so badly that it doesn't matter what Lulu does in the late game. True, but Lulu should also be a situational niche pick. She shouldn't be a slap. Pick. Sure. If you know that the other team doesn't have a jungler and also their AD carry is asleep, then you can pick Lulu. Alright, so what are we putting it for? It has to be Rakan. Yes, I'm okay with Rakan okay. Garen. Garen, though. Garen the is just budget Braum, though. Yeah, and Braum's the best support in the game, if you number ask two. me. Number two, Thomas. He's number two. 1.5. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's a better option to put in there. Like, Garen, like, I mean, Galio, Leona. Leona is just, like, even more budget Garen because she has no HP by comparison. All right. But she Garen is just CC. so useless in lane, though. Well, the secret of playing Garen is you're never in lane. You know, you know what I actually unironically think is really good and nobody's caught on to yet? What? Ramus support. Oh, God. Let's not talk about these crackpot theories here. It costs no, my reputation. He has, he has a point-and-click taunt, which interrupts anything. Yes. He can be anywhere on the map at any time. He doesn't trade in lane, Thomas. He cannot trade. Yeah, he can. How? Rolling at someone? Yeah. Every you... support has a way to make you stop rolling at them. 
you build protobelt and you protobelt in and you taunt people what about level that... one to three why would i be in lane level one to three i can roll buddy your ad is gonna suffer that's his problem all right no, fair enough Remus, i can agree with that Remus is weak to specific compositions but if i ever see someone lock in a center lane against me uh. I, I lock in ramus and i win that lane so okay hard. I like the fact that you doubled down on this to make me go back to look at Garen and say, that, hey, you know what, this is reasonable. So let's put Garen in the my This is my argumentative strategy. Yeah. Always ask for something extreme, right? So when you double back, it's not that bad. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it, Garen. All right. Then our list is, in terms of the, the pro support tier list, is number one, Thrash, Braum, Set, Rakan, and then at number five, Garen. I'm gonna have to edit out a whole bunch of fast food eating from your side. Wait, what? So you, I feel like here's some McDonald's. This is my report this week. Um, Omo's audio quality, the amount of editing of key clacks and paper wrapping undoing that I have to do every week. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm very. You have a really good microphone. I. It's just. You know how there was a guy with a leaf blower outside my door, Mm -hmm. and you couldn't hear it until he was like in my door. It's the opposite. I, yeah, I heard I mean, your neighbors <laughs> arguing last week. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Can I do my thumbs up first? Let me do my thumbs up first. Okay. So my thumbs up on my honor or whatever it is, is to people who actually use pick order in a good way. So for example, if you were going to pick, if you were going to insta-lock Jin anyway, then let someone swap picks with you because why do you need to fifth pick Jin? So if you're a fifth pick, use that to counter pick. Use that to see the draft. What does your team need? What does the opponent team have? Adapt. But if you were going to slam a pick anyway, for example, Jin, what's the point? I want to follow up and uh, uh, tag pro players in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's just insane to me that pros do this too, but sure. The amount of pro players that... Like, I, we had a game the other week where the first pick of a team they were red side and first cycle they grabbed Vane Lulu. That is your entire team, my brother. That is the entirety yeah. of your game plan that you You're have just saying. revealed to the enemy on the very first cycle. But it's also kind of baller because you're saying, I know you're not good enough to punish me for this. It, did, it didn't work. Were they, they punished? Drafted, they drafted, the team drafted Sona Kaisa. And Jesus beat them Christ. in the late game. Sona Kaisa. I, I might have the AD carries backwards. It might have been Lulu Kaisa and Sona Vane. It's not any Either better. way, it was miserable and I hated casting the match. But also, yeah. it went 20 minutes and we had some sick team fights. Um, so, it was fun. That was the that was the Cloud9 Senzuku game. That does not sound fun to me as a viewer, but all right. It was, it, was, it was very fun as a viewer. As an analyst, not oh, very yeah, fair fun. Enough, fair as fair a fair viewer, some sick team fights. There's one point where the vein flashes forward in a team fight like an Ezreal arcane shift. It's a flash tumble over a wall, so she gets behind. It happens at the blue buff, right? And so the she flashes insect. over the blue buff wall at the insects, the Kaisa, into the wall and pins her so that she can get the execute. What are the craziest Vayne plays I've ever seen? Absolutely Just two of the wild. best AD carries in North America, and because none of the other regions really prioritize their AD carries, that means two of the best AD carries in the world 
just going. <laughs> and it was really fun. Just so wild. Because it's like Luna is a really good AD carry. Yeah. And then I'm kind of struggling. There's not a lot of very good AD carries, I think, on top teams. In we'll see, we'll see when the meta shifts a little bit. Yeah. I, and that is a lot. I suspect there are a lot of very good AD carries on yeah. other teams, but yeah. they're not being played to. Correct. Um, I would agree with that. But for now... We got the AD carry advantage, and they do crazy stuff over here in North America. <laughs> um, my thumbs up is engage compositions. We saw a fair bit of this in North America, yeah. where teams would just draft, like, full send is the only way to describe it, typically mm -hmm. with a Nami in the back. So your Nami casts Tidal Wave, and then behind it is, like, Riven, uh, 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 Darius just full sending behind the tidal wave, and then your AD carry is like Ezreal. So you just have Riven Darius Zin Zhao, full send, and then the Ezreal's left to their own devices. Yeah, yeah. That's the rationale, right, for a lot of teams. And uh, I don't know if it's good. I've only really seen it executed in North America, so... That maybe indicates that it isn't very good, but yeah. it's really fun to watch, so that's my thumbs up. Mm. I mean, okay, should I get to my report? Sure. <laughs> my report? I'm reporting you, right, games? Oh, can you do that? Um, I'm trying to right now. We'll see how it pans out. If I lose my job next week, that means I can't. Um... I just got a notification that Ryan right, Games got Goodbye. a 30 second timeout on matchmaking queue, so. Is that a thing? Yeah, when you report somebody, it's like most of the time what they get, they're yeah. like, it's like, you, they've been punished so that you get the good endorphins, but they're like right. banned for 30 seconds. <laughs> Interesting. I, I mean, I never knew about that because I would never get punished because I'm such a great player. And like, I don't believe that you event. don't AFK. I don't believe uh, that you don't spam surrender and AFK when the game goes. You back. see, I don't actually spam surrender because I don't know how to surrender in Wildrift. <laughs> I don't know how to call for a surrender vote. Uh, actually, incredibly based. Incredibly <laughs> no, cool. I've tried you looking for it, but I literally just don't know how to it. surrender. I genuinely do not do that. I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> I don't think you should ever surrender Wildrift games. It's not actually sure. true. There are wild rift games that you should surrender, yes, yes. but most wild rift games, the Generally. enemy team will mess up at some point, and you can turn it around. Sure, that is fair enough. If they're I mean... like turbo scaling, then that's not true. But if it's Master Yi Vein and you're behind three k gold at ten minutes, it's not true. But most wild rift games be like Omo. Literally, don't know how to surrender. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've done some toxic things in my time, but generally, not so much in Wild Rift. But anyway, what I'm trying to report here is, uh, I, I think it's insane to me that Yumi is getting disabled in the middle of the season. And also, a new patch is being introduced. So I, we were just talking about this, right? WCS playoffs starts this weekend. A new patch is coming out, what, like tomorrow, today? So there's a new patch coming out. You get a day to practice on it, and then you have to play playoffs. To determine if you get to regionals, which gives you a pretty good chance to get to internationals. So it's just insane that, like, it, it feels upsetting if I was part of a team. I actually really like it, though. Why? 
because it's like the Hunger Games. The thing that measures your ability to play internationally is not, oh, how good are but you at one luck, specific but thing. But it's also it's luck, TJ. How good are you at adapting? Or you just luck out and randomly get a, an amazing meta for your team. What do you mean an amazing meta for your team? If you're like, let's say my support can't play en- engage, you know, like my support can only play Enchanters, and then this patch and Enchanter gets buffed like fifty thousand times, and Enchanter's I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. Get a new support player, right? But like, if it just so happens for you, like if you're not a great team, but you get this buff, you know, that's really cool. No, no, I, no it's not. It's unfair. I run into this barrier where I've realized somewhere along the lines. I like I really like baseball. Okay. But also I care much less about the competitive integrity of baseball than I do about the stories you get to tell about baseball. Sure. Right? My yeah. favorite baseball movie is probably Moneyball, which is an Aaron Sorkin movie based off of a book and it's like largely untrue. Uh but it's a really good story. And it's vaguely based in reality and on the uh, on the facts, and they can intermingle the archive footage, and that's the kind of sports storytelling that really makes me happy. So if you're telling me there was a patch two days before the competition and it totally screwed us, and we had to completely rework the way we played, and we still managed to qualify, that's incredible. That's the best part of that, right? That's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is the team that's been amazing all split long. They just get upset by a not-so-great team because this patch is just great for them. That's also incredible! We were yeah, the best team all season, and then we got upset at the very final hurdle, and Doesn't now this suck? team that nobody knows anything about has slipped in under the wire. They've qualified! Who knows what they're going to do? It just upsets me. I feel bad for these guys, you know? I feel like yeah, competitive see, integrity this is your should coach be brain. You're like, this is unfair. I'm on an esports yeah. team. Yeah! Competitive integrity, unironically, I would put it above having an amazing narrative. I don't know what competitive integrity is. <laughs> if it, if I had my way, Wild Rift Esports would be like WWE. I would write the storylines <laughs> in the beginning of the week, and all the players would just carry them out. Oh, Jesus, Thomas. I think we shouldn't talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> we'll just message Draggles on Twitter. <laughs> Traggles, just let me just let me write the script. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm reporting you, right, Games? The end. Okay. Uh, I already reported Omo for eating crisps into his microphone. Wait, like just now? No, I was eating like fried rice. I'm Asian. <laughs> I'm Chinese. Like, I don't like chips. I eat fried rice. Your Honor, the defense rests. <laughs> I confess, so should I get a reduced sentence? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be all, I guess. This week, you can tune in to some Wild Rift Esports here in North America over at the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Esports or the youtube.com slash Esports channel. We do have the last chance qualifier, the very final chance for North American teams uh, to qualify for the WNS Season 1 Finals in the Mall of America. Omo, uh, when are finals in SEA? How can people catch them? So my understanding is uh, upper bracket finals happens on Friday, which is tomorrow. It's basically in like 
12 hours from now. Lower bracket finals happens tomorrow as well. Eight, no, sorry. Lower bracket finals happens on Saturday. That's in like... I'm not going to talk about the hours. That happens on... Let me rephrase this whole bit. No, what's, the, what's the point of talking about the again. hours? Let me start. Yeah, I realize that it's not live. <laughs> it's not live. Yeah. So upper bracket finals happens tomorrow. That's going to be on Friday. Lower bracket finals is also on the same day. Oh, sorry. Upper bracket finals will be on Saturday. Wait, I'm so confused. Now I've confused myself. Okay, let me start this from the top. I'm keeping all of this in. <laughs> Lower bracket semifinals, as well as the upper bracket finals, will happen tomorrow on Friday. Lower bracket okay. finals happens on Saturday. Grand finals, which is the only match of all three days, myself and Mr. Grandin, Gamonismo, will be casting, will be on Sunday because of reasons I've discussed previously. So we will be casting the Grand Finals on Sunday, and that's the only thing you need to tune in for, because the rest of the matches shouldn't be that great. Uh, same for every other region, though. So maybe you want to tune in for Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines. It's all going to be on Twitch. You know where to find it. The great thing about the Last Chance Qualifier is that we've culled all the teams that have multiple game plans, mm. and the only teams that are left are utter wildcards who could do anything at any time, including, but not limited to, drafting Evelyn Topline. So, <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride. Buckle your seatbelts. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I can't wait to see. Have it, has he dropped gamernism completely? I don't know. I just don't call it that anymore because it's such a crappy tag. Yeah, where does, what, what does gamernism mean? Where does he probably came up from? with it when he was like 12. Like he, I don't think it's a good answer. But what does nism mean? I also cannot tell. Is it you. just a nonsense word, or is it like, like slang in my or my head canon has always been like Nissan. You know the car brand Nissan. That's what I always think of. Yeah, that's what, what my mind I can picture Grand. Oh my god, he would definitely drive a Nissan. One hundred percent, he would drive a Nissan. It's like his kind of thing. It just I feel like he would me sell me one. I feel like I could walk into the <laughs> you dealership. Can do both. You can do both, and he would be like. I have an excellent deal on this brand new <laughs> Nissan. Someone would come in and be like, I want a BMW, and he'll be like, have you seen the new Nissan, though? Podcast over, go home. You can find this podcast at podcast.esportstj.com as well as under the, the name esportstj omo or out of hand or wild rift on any podcast app of your choice. Uh, all the links to them, if you can't find it, are at podcast.esportstj.com although it would be kind of weird if you got here and didn't know how to find the podcast <laughs> for more information go to esportstj.com you can omo on twitter at omo2 underscore 2 you got it chap <laughs> I'm on twitter at esportstj have a great week. We'll be back after the finals to talk about regional playoffs and all that next week.